Hi gang! This is Dana Snyder, the voice of Master Shake, and I also played a voice of Zinger the Tidy Cat on an internet-only Tidy Cat campaign, and I never listened to none taken. Hey, Alan. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. Okay. Trump wants to run for the House and become Speaker. That's the, the rumor, right? I've heard this rumor, yes. But that's like, Speaker of the House is actual work, right? That's not like figurehead <laughs> and like tweet all day. Yeah, you can't just like watch Fox thing. News and tweet. No, you have to like gather Do votes stuff. and like yeah. actually Count be votes. persuasive, not just be divisive. Like you have to get people within your party to agree, right? Right. So is it, wouldn't that actually be like a huge win for everyone that doesn't like Trump and Trumpism? Because, I mean, I I know what happened last time everyone bet on him to fail, but really feels like this is not the same. Like, I I mean, I get that spe- the, the current Speaker of the House is a million years old, but, like, she's famous for being able to play all those political games just right. Wrangle the votes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and count the votes and know when you it's know, the right time to... Be persuasive. Sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think he would fail spectacularly at even attempting to be Speaker of the House, yes. Wasn't it Andrew Johnson was the only other former president to do that? Just say yes. I believe so. Cool, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You want nice one more pool. question? Thank you. You want one more question? Sure. Do Do you know Eleanor Roosevelt's maiden name? It's not Rigby, is it? Because that would be cool. <laughs> What? I don't know why that makes. I but I always hear um, Raymond's brother on Raymond. Raymond, I'm mm-hmm. your brother, Raymond. Going, Eleanor Rigby, <laughs> and I think it's from Don and Mike, but I'm not sure. That sounds familiar. Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> that's that's uh, what's his name on? Uh, I'm talking about Everybody Loves Raymond, a TV show yeah. that's been off the air for 20 years. I'm sure, your, current reference. I'm your brother, Raymond. I can, it's one of the only impressions I can do. Uh, what was the question? Oh, no, it's not Rigby. Uh, take oh. a better guess. What do you think Eleanor Roosevelt's maiden name was? Um, Keep in mind, it's funny and gross. Oh. Wow. I have no idea now. I was going to uh, say something. Do you want a hint? Like, yes. They're cousins. What? Roosevelt. Eleanor and... Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three... All right, you ready? I am ready. They're fucking cousins. I did not know this. <laughs> Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. We can talk. I didn't write an intro. <laughs> you want to start a show? Let's As start per usual. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Where I don't write an intro and I turn the music down. We've got Joe Manchin to discuss. We've got Manchin Joes to discuss. We've got... (laughs) No, I, we've got no brains in my head. That's what I got. We have other stuff. We have other stuff. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Welcome Friday. To the show. We made it. It's the end of the week, dude. Oh, I haven't opened this yet. Oh. Grab a can of beer. Weekend's here. Nice. All right. Turn this shit down. Start talking. So it'll <laughs> actually be Christmas Eve when this show comes out. Christmas Steve, Alan. 
It's Christmas Steve, not Christmas Eve. Right, right. Everybody knows this. Yeah. Uh, that's a playoff Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, but I don't understand where I learned this or why it's funny. And I'm sorry, but I hope it gets in other people's heads like it's stuck in mine. Indeed. Well, let's get into it. We got our US and World segment to start us off. And as promised, for like the last 30 minutes of our Wednesday show, we're going to talk about Joe Manchin. Well, Biden's press conference uh, about the uh, the coronavirus update sort of devolved into a uh conference about joe manchin and so. just us going like okay well we have follow-up on that but I guess right we'll say it later. Wait. or wait, like when i talked about kamala harris earlier in the show i was like but i won't finish that thought even though i'll see half of it there <laughs> uh well let's get it do you want me to do the first headline or you want to do it i'll do it all right senator joe manchin a democrat of west virginia said he cannot vote for the 1.8 billion dollar build back better social spending bill on fox news sunday citing concerns of inflation the national debt and energy grid reliability. Me the and moder- Joe Manchin have something in common. We both don't vote. How about that? The uh, moderate Democrats' vote is necessary to pass the bill. Uh, the White House subsequently accused Manchin of breaching commitments made during negotiations. So yeah, this is uh, clearly the big story of the week. It's a big deal. Um, so let's get into it. So I think one of the things most worth mentioning on this is in between the lines, he was basically saying that there were reasons he changed his mind. He made his commitment, but since then, and and what he said was he was under such a harassment campaign, uh, to said he was being bullied, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and you know, we're, we don't stand for bullying (laughs) unless it's a racist. Right. He's not racist. Sorry. Are we supposed to think he's racist? I forget. Like, you know, yeah. That, so, so he said that it's, um, he says, I won't explain it to you, but the people that are doing it know something along those lines. Well, he was right? very careful not to throw his old buddy Biden under the bus and say that it was because of Biden. Uh, he said it was because of White House staff uh, right. and things that they released. He and, said then, he and then he said today that I didn't that Biden didn't mislead us. He missed. He tried to backtrack a little bit and still be a Democrat. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Right. So we talked before here's about deal, here's the deal, man. Um we talked before about members of the uh, progressive caucus in the house <laughs> being, they didn't want to pass the, the infrastructure bill that was bipartisan and a lot didn't without, yeah, be, without this being attached to it uh, because they felt this was exactly the thing that would happen. They were and, worried and about, didn't right? that get, that got torpedoed or stripped down. Right. So they didn't get what they want because they had to play ball to get what he was going to do. Correct. That's right. So all of the stuff like the, the environmental stuff, the green stuff that was in the bill got taken out because he's Mr. Cole. Um, and so, I mean, turns out they were right. Uh, but Biden promised that those, the, you know, the progressive caucus that don't worry, I, I can get Manchin to sign on to something. We're going to have to negotiate. We're going to have to compromise, but I'll get him to sign on to something. And some you're going to get some of the things you want. And so that had been, you know, they were they were negotiating, they were talking. And this all kind of blew up on Sunday, and and Manchin did this in the press. He didn't go directly to the Biden administration or White House and say, "Look, I can't vote for this." They found out by watching Fox News. I mean, that's that's how this came out. So ah, they pretty, gave him a thirty-minute heads up. I, I thirty know it's minutes. Only 30 you're right. Thirty minutes. Yes, you're right. They did give him thirty minutes. Um, so that's it's a pretty big deal. I um actually, so I, I mentioned on on the uh, the Wednesday show that I. I get this newsletter. It's from uh, 
Jordan Zacharin. It's called the Progressive. Uh, what was it? Progressive Progressives Everywhere. I don't usually read stuff from this directly, but he has a paragraph in here that I thought was so well put that I couldn't necessarily say any better. So I'm just going to read this. All right. Okay. Says Biden won the Democratic nomination (laughs) largely thanks to a cynical misunderstanding of electable, he puts in quotes, drilled into voters' heads by out-of-touch pundits and consultants over the past three decades. Still, one of his main selling points was his years in the Senate and insistence that he could magically bring peace to a venerable institution that had become a partisan war zone. Somehow, Biden would slap some backs and poof. Republicans and Democrats would come together to pass legislation just like the good old days. Today, it became clear that he can't even sway holdouts in his own party, let alone Republicans. Hmm. It's pretty scathing. Yeah. Uh, there's well, a lot he's more... getting it from both ends within his own party. Right. I, I mean, there's a lot more here uh, that I'm not going to you know, read verbatim. But I think that that point is essentially correct. You know, that that is what he promised. You know, he had all this experience in the Senate. Yeah. Him and Manchin were buds. Uh, and so he was going to be able to deliver things like this. Uh, he was able to reach across the aisle, so to speak, and and deliver, um, you know, legislation that people cared about. It's not working. Uh, and it, I think it's clear in his polling numbers that, you know, it's impacting his. Um, Aren't we at a phase in like history, though, where there's so much information out there? Presidents are so unlikable. Like I, I thought this during Bush, and then I definitely thought this under Obama. I was like, "We're we're gonna see presidents below below forty a lot." Like it was historic when Bush was, and every president since then has hit that. Like it's it's not popular to be the president. It... Yeah, and I guess you know Biden on Fallon said that he wasn't paying attention to the polling numbers anymore, and maybe you shouldn't try to be popular. Maybe you should just try to get things done. We don't, right? We just do a show that we'd be proud of. Right. You're right. This is true. <laughs> Listeners can't see this me looking sarcastic, like, you know, duh, no duh at the camera, right? Like, Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, so I, I think it's worth talking about, though, the, what, um, what it is that Manchin wants, right? Like, you had to know. You said, what does he want? Right. So I mean, because I, I think that there are a lot of questions about if he has been negotiating in good faith and that if there ever was a path forward here where he actually could he, agree on he, some of this stuff. Yeah, because he's always moving the goalposts, right? Yes, right, yeah. right. Uh, right, because it's like, oh, well, on the infrastructure, it's this. On Build Back Better, it's this. If you trim all that down, then we'll be okay with it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so, so ultimately, this is what he's quoted as saying. The senator from West Virginia has cited the bill's cost and its potential to exacerbate inflation. He has also said he wants there to be a work requirement to receive the benefit to a limit. Uh, he wants to see... He wants there to be a work requirement to receive the benefit and to limit payments to those making less than 200000 annually. Um, Talking about the child Yeah, why child is tax that credit. one thing? Yeah, sorry. So let me say that sentence better. So he has also mm-hmm. said that he wants there to be a work requirement for the child tax credit and in order to receive the benefit to limit those payments to only those that are making less than 200000 a year. I, you, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but do I agree with Joe Manchin? <laughs> Like, I think this sounds reasonable. We have an inflation problem. Part of was what we debated about last week. You're saying most of that inflation is due to shortages and supply chain issues. My argument is 
lots of economists will tell you when you print this much money, you're devaluing each dollar. That leads to inflation. It takes about a year or so to happen. Much of this began under Trump, but they printed new money under the first year of Joe Biden. And and then just consider the fact that we are arguing over last week. They had to argue over some bullshit workaround so they could vote for our debt limit to be increased. But we're presently trying to add more to our debt limit that we in the future will argue with each other about actually paying off. So maybe it's reasonable for a senator to be like two trillion dollars is a lot of fucking money. Make this smaller. Don't promise that people will always get this four hundred dollars for life. Don't promise that everyone will get it. It'll be less than $200,000 annually. People that need it, a.k.a., or means test it in other ways, but they're just not doing that. They want to get elected, so they're willing to give money out to anyone. So the argument against that is that to to actually... So to make that distinction between who gets it and who doesn't requires more bureaucracy, which just ends up right. costing more you know than it then saves. Then don't fucking do it. Like, people were not dying. Like, kids weren't just dying left and right. Or how about this? The solution to what's going on with child poverty isn't the government printing money and giving it out to kids. It's having better programs that don't create these economic uh, uh, disparities. Ooh, got that word in the last second. <laughs> nice, Cause, cool. Because we spent well, $6.6 billion, billion? Trillion? Six point six trillion trillion in 2020. We're on pace to do six point eight in 2021, and we're talking about just new trillions on this next one. Like I feel like it's I I don't I don't want to be here. This is how I feel when I talk about Elon Musk. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be defending this guy, but I I think it's really good to have someone driving the speed limit. Do you know who might sway Joe Manchin? Mm, who do you know? Do you know who the UMWA is? No. It's the United Mine Workers of America. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said in a statement, we urge Senator Manchin to revisit his opposition to this legislation and work with his colleagues to pass something that will help keep coal miners working and have a meaningful impact on our members, their families, and their communities. That's because the, the bill that was passed by the House includes tax incentives that encourage manufacturers yeah. to build facilities. As long coal. as they go through corrupted unions, Alan. So, of course, the head of these unions <laughs> fucking like that. But seriously, think about this. Like, you know, I talk about those trillions that we're spending in the last few years. Um, mm. um, here's what voters care about. There's polls on this recently. Number one concern, inflation. Second, supply chain. Third, the economy. Fourth, the pandemic. And that, maybe that's not in that order, but inflation was first. It's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and instead, the domestic agenda of this president has been expansion of free health care, ways wow. and ways to subsidize green energy as long as it goes through corrupted unions to do so. Yeah, I use that word. Uh, I, people aren't interested in there's two things that people aren't interested in general in the middle, the majority of us. They're not interested in stolen elections. They're also not interested in build back better wealth transfer programs. I I. There's a lot of passionate people on both sides of that and interspersed in between. But that's what they're communicating to. And they're buttoned up against a, a wall because they're making it sound like one guy's fucking doing this. There's 50 Republicans and him. That's a well, lot. Actually, like, that's a lot of people. I actually think that's that is a good. The, the last point you made is very well taken, is that. The the 50 Republicans who won't agree to anything um, even though many of their constituents might like parts of this bill and maybe they should be involved in it, um, are, are just they, they get a pass and Manchin gets all all the attention on him, which, by the way, I'm sure he loves. Um, he's the most powerful man in America right now. Must feel pretty good. Um, but 
they they get a pass for just like not participating, not doing anything. Like they just get to sit there on the sidelines and say no. Like is that a strategy? Like how how is that? Okay, so you don't like this. What do you like? Like the Republicans? Like, yeah, like, give me something. I don't know. Okay, you want to cut more taxes? Why? Like I don't know. I just feel like uh, they, they they completely get a pass because Manchin takes all the heat um, on both you know the good and the bad side. Um, I mean, and, I think and, a lot of these are things that they by and large by and large wouldn't vote for anyways, though. So, but I, there are some things they would if they broke it up. Well, so that's yeah. the argument we always talk about. Justin Amash said that you know part of why he's leaving the Senate, left the Senate, or no, mm-hmm. he was in the House, or he was in the House. But House. Part, part of the reason he left Congress was because he was like, look, we don't run bills through. Bills get put through with the budget. Bills get put through on other uh, big items. We don't break shit up. And, you know, the reason for that is because they find ways of filibustering and nitpicking those so that nothing ever happens. But so what? Make people fucking vote and make them put their name on it and let them go back to their constituents and say, yeah, you would have got this, but I said fucking no. And make them do it 10 fucking times instead of one big bill that they can grandstand and say, like, culture war bullshit tacked on top of what people really want, which is a country where people aren't openly xenophobic and hateful, last guy, and a, or a country that is not providing like a, a functioning economy with reasonable taxes. This looks good. But like, like that's where most of us are. And then just tech culture war shit on top of that. And then we argue about it instead. A lot. A lot. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. I had uh, a lot of thoughts you know, that I really wanted to say. Was it weird? Yeah. Did that fit? I think it fit. Were they congruent? It was it not congruent? No, it was congruent. Okay. It was congruent. Um, I think that they will force a vote on on this bill, so Manchin has to go on the record not supporting it. I don't. That's think true. It's, That's true. I, All he said is he won't. I don't think this is necessarily over. Um, Biden has said that they're continuing to talk and they are continuing negotiations. I, I don't think that the mythical like like I, that paragraph I read, the mythical like sort of like uh, I can slap him on the back and. and magically everybody's gonna like join my side i don't think that exists right i don't think that's true but um, it is in contrast to the last guy that would be like well something very bad's gonna happen to him if he doesn't come <laughs> onto our side and i think he knows that so we'll see and instead he's like me and joe are gonna work this out that's what he right. says you listen to the end right. of our wednesday show and i, I much prefer that I, I do too okay uh, well okay well speaking of rhetoric though like Lost in all of this is Manchin's looking like some kind of small government guy, but in all measures, Manchin is like massive government. Like, oh yeah. Like, but and and this is the problem that Biden faces: that AOC, Biden, and Manchin shouldn't want the same things. Like, they shouldn't ever really want the same things. But they're all Democrats, and this is what it like. I say this all the time: it's the biggest of big tent parties, and. It, it's it's really difficult to ran, wrangle that. We need a third party. This is our fucking, like, this is, in my perspective, this is our libertarian moment. We just went through four years of someone giving us a great example of what happens when bad, um, bad actors are in charge, and then we went back to the way things used to be, and we're reminded of how much bullshit that was. Like, there's never been a better moment to realize that the, these people are failing us in most ways, our institutions are failing us, and it's time for a third party. You could break this shit up, and you could, and if you actually had a third party in there to vote, if the Republicans didn't want to fucking vote, then the third party can come in, and they can get what they wanted out of it. Like, it's just, it's an entirely different game, and it's so boring like this, and frustrating. Yeah, actually, I heard, I don't remember where now, but... Um, Me. Someone was talking... 
<laughs> somebody was talking about our the way our, our government works and, and said really like if we were more like say the, the British model we'd probably have more like four parties you know where there'd be like the progressive wing and then there'd be like the more centrist right wing center the, right the, center left right and then extremes um, and, of each. and then I, I they'd have to that. form some sort of coalition, coalition and then they'd move forward which has um, its drawbacks I get it it does I, I still think that I've said this before on the show, but I think that the thing like the filibuster, which doesn't allow a simple majority to win, um, is not helpful. I think I'd rather see them like pass stuff and do things. What, what do you think the then... Democrat? What do you think the Republicans would do right now? Because the problem right here for people that want the, the people that want the, Dem- the the Democrats' agenda to get through, they're frustrated, saying, you know, gosh, like you know, they they got us again. But you know, if the Republicans were in charge, they'd be like, well, what do we have to do to just do this? And they'd do mm-hmm. that. And then, which is what I'm saying, what I have been saying is that I would rather a simple majority win in the Senate or allow legislation to be passed. And then if if the people don't like it, then we vote those people out and put new people in to pass new laws. And for people that think that you can call Alan out on anything, he said no, he would be for that when the other side was in power. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, I mean, maybe if they do something that, you know, I maybe I don't think I like it, and they do it, and it, like a year later, I'm like, that's actually really a good idea. I'm glad they did that. But is, then, your, is your fallback on that majority rule, or is it something more thoughtful? It's more thoughtful than that. Okay. I, if, I just think, like, the the stalling or the, the just... McConnell said that his mission was just to block everything. Like, like, right. like that's what he said. Like, that's not helpful. Like, right. we're not moving forward at all. And if we want no, our government to do so anything into- useful, like, that's, that, then that we have to allow things to get legislated. Yeah. Uh, I, well, like but that's, that's... So, so that's what could happen to this Build Back Better plan. All these pieces can get brought down into smaller bills and go through Congress. And like I said, make them fucking vote no 10 times. I, I, that's a lot harder to do. And then hold them accountable, and, and you know. Well, the so this vote. isn't the end of the world. Like you can get your no. big globalist agenda that's being <laughs> used in multiple countries under the same fucking name. Build mm-hmm. back better, but all right. English-speaking countries. Wonder that's actually worth seeing what it is in other countries that don't speak English. Well, anyways, um, uh, let's move on. Uh, okay. You did that last one. It's my turn. Former President Trump filed a lawsuit against New York Attorney General Letitia James alleging her inquiry into the Trump organization is politically motivated and seeking for the investigation to be halted. Um, bullshit. <laughs> I like how you added the question mark there. Yeah. Uh, Isn't he like due for so, deposition and this is his last minute thing to do? Cause yeah, okay. he's supposed to uh, be deposed on January the 7th. He's clearly not going to show up for that. Uh, I think most sort of legal minds that look at this say no it's, it's, there's no way that this is gonna work can a normal Although, person not show up to a deposition well he's not a normal person does no but like if i didn't would i get arrested or would they just like be really upset there would be there would be consequences yes oh. uh, you wouldn't like just get arrested automatically okay. but there would be consequences it's not like a um, warrant right um i mean letitia james when she was running for her current office did say some things where basically she said she was, you know, had had the Trump organization in the crosshairs. Oh, uh, which. Well, that's reasonable because do... that organization is ran in her state. And oh, she I agree. thinks it's I agree. doing things that are but, unethical. Lots of people what, say that about firms in their own state. Sure. Uh, what what he alleges in the lawsuit is that shows it'd be clear. weird if it wasn't the attorney general doing that. If it was like the governor, <laughs> it'd be like, whoa, that's not your job. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I, ca- I talked over you. 
No, in his lawsuit, he, he shows it, he says that that's kind of clear uh, political motivation. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to hold up. I, I think maybe those comments were somewhat ill-advised, but uh, no, I, I don't think this lawsuit is going to go anywhere. Uh, do you still listen to that Lawfare, Lawfare podcast? I fit it in as much as I can. I, um, I, pick, I pick and choose. Their most yeah, recent they, one, they talked about uh, Merrick Garland's shortcomings, and they mm-hmm. talked about how he is... Um, his big flaw is that he's not being more vocal. But if you look at his record as a judge, he he never gives speeches. So I know oh, what I was going to say. Lawfare blog. So one of the things um, one of the things that they were saying was that it wasn't about Merrick Garland. So forgive me. They were talking about on that episode. They were talking about how Trump's alleged crimes all have uh, what's that called? Where the window passes. Oh, they have a statute of limitations. And the earliest, uh, they have five-year statute of limitations, and their mm-hmm. crimes going to February of 2017 through, like, mm-hmm. something. So he's trying to run out the clock. I think he's running out the clock, yeah. Right. Just same thing they're trying to do with the GN6 stuff. So he can kick this down the road as much as he can, uh, but, I I mean, the, the defense knows how much time is on the clock, too, though. Sure. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. They both can see the clock. Yeah. Uh, isn't it weird that I called the offense defense because Trump's the person trying to manipulate them? Like <laughs> John Doe was the upper hand here. Uh, that was a seven quote. I don't know why that came into mind. Uh, I think it fits. Yeah, uh, I did the last one. Your turn. Okay, this is kind of a rough transition, but we'll do oh. it anyways. Um, <laughs> the FDA said it will allow the abortion pill, myth just Ooh. the abortion pill. Yeah, to be obtained by mail, making a pandemic-era temporary rule change permanent. Good. So I think it's great. It should um, be fucking over-the-counter. Like, <laughs> a lot of people will hate me for that. If you don't want to have kids, you shouldn't have to talk to a pharmacist to do so. You shouldn't have to have fucking special insurance. You should just be able to pay for it and get it. So essentially, they can uh, like FaceTime their doctor. It's not exactly FaceTime, but yeah. something like that. Uh, and then they don't actually have to go into a clinic, which prevents them from having to walk past those people, like saying, you know, calling them murderers with signs and stuff. Right. Um, it and should, it should be treated potenti- just like condoms. Yeah, and, and potentially. Um, even if somebody were in a state like Mississippi um, where they're, you know, not allowed to have an abortion, they could um, travel potentially to a state where they were able to and just, you know, FaceTime, as I said, not exactly FaceTime, but but video conference call their doctor, get the pill mailed to them, and be, they could still If abortions it. are illegal in a state, the pill's different. That's the morning after. No, the morning after pill and this pill is two separate things. Oh! This pill you can use up to, I believe, 15 weeks. Oh, it's good to know that exists, Alan. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. Plan oh, B man. is... No, the plan B is morning after. This is different. I, the, like, from the time this was on our show sheet, I was just assuming it was the morning after pill. Um, I I don't care. You should be able to do this then, too. I don't care. I yeah. mean, I, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I would prefer people not use that as their form of not having children but if that's what you want to do you fucking do it like i don't care what you put in your body do with your body it's your body like until you use it to hurt another person and god damn it person that was the that's the issue there right that is yes people would say next subject
All right. We talked about how Congress passed the bipartisan uh, bipartisan Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act last week, banning imports from China's Xinjiang region. And then mm-hmm. this week, the Treasury Department prohibited U.S. investment in eight Chinese firms, including popular drone maker DJI, for alleged support of surveillance of Uyghurs and other ethnic minor- minorities in China. Alan, you're our tech guy. Is DJI like a home drone maker or is this drones like the ones the iranians make and no these are not these these are not uh, the drones you buy to uh, sell real estate with these are serious drones uh the serious fbi drones. yeah the fbi just recently bought a bunch of drones from this company actually, oh. which is pretty funny popular um, drone maker dji <laughs> yeah so no these are heavy duty drones used for industrial purposes um and i mean i think it's a good thing that that we're doing that that the I, I said last week about the whole thing with the Xinjiang region. You know, it seems like it would be relatively easy for China to work around that, but make them do it, right? Yeah, make them do it. And uh, I guess actually there is another loophole in the law where it says if they can prove it wasn't made by forced labor, that they will allow it. So I don't know how that works, but that's that's another thing to deal with there. Um, I, I support anything that. Um, makes it harder for China to continue this horrible treatment of these, this segment of pop, their population. So I'm, I'm, I'm down for this. All right, so shall we move on to our COVID chunk? Yes. How's All your right. COVID chunk doing? Uh, not great, oh, actually. No. Um, a federal appeals court reinstated the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine or testing mandate for businesses with over 100 employees, reversing a November stay. OSHA said it will not issue citations for the testing requirement until February 9th amid ongoing legal certainty, uncertainty rather. Um, yeah, it seems likely this is going to go to the Supreme Court and uh, we'll figure it out there. But at this point, it's all systems go that this is going to happen. So the Supreme Court's like unspokenly Catholic. What would Catholics do? <laughs> is that a bracelet? What would Catholics do? <laughs> WWCD. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know. I don't, I honestly, I can't telegraph where they would go with this. I have no idea. Yeah. It's Do you have some sense? No, I don't. Um, it seems that the lower courts have all said that it's not constitutional. So I would assume they'd say it's also not constitutional. I just in general, like I'm, I, I think Biden did a pretty good job selling it on that. The, uh, the speech that he gave today that we highlighted on the, yeah. the Wednesday show. Um, Fair enough. He said a lot of things that make sense. Um, so, well, I mean, it, so, so the vax or test policy, I feel like we need to get used to those words. Like vax or test will kind of be like, like a shorthand for things. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I think that vax or test is a workaround that should please most people. And you're not going to please everyone. And, um, and you know, this is coming from someone that was willing to get vaccinated. So, you know, well, he, I mean, Biden even said in the speech, look, I get that it's not popular to have a, a vaccine mandate, even people for people who wanted to get vaccinated, you know, like, right. like yourself. Like me. Yeah. Um, and so I think that makes sense. I think this is a, a good workaround. I think this allows people to feel safe in, in their workplace, regardless of whether or not, you know, without, without having to force people to do something against their will. That phrase lets people feel safe. Like, 
this is a bad comparison, but the movie's coming out soon. The, the, it's like Matrix shit, right? Like, you know, the illusion of safety, the illusion, you know, it's like feels safe, makes people feel safe. Like, man, I mean, I've been living out here in Tennessee where nobody gives a fuck and they like, just please cough in my mouth. It Like, it's... I mean, I would rather everybody got vaccinated. I would too. I... Okay, well... So let's say, okay, so when Brewer was on here, I'm sorry, Dr. Ryan Brewer, <laughs> when, right. when BrewDog was on here, he was like, there was a window of time where if everyone got vaccinated, we wouldn't have Delta because mm-hmm. the, the population of people that didn't get <clears throat> vaxxed are where Delta came from. But where Delta come from, Alan? Did it come from the American South? No. Okay, so if 100% of America was vaccinated, we still would have had to deal with Delta. We still would have had to deal with the spike in cases. Sure, the spike was higher because there was the unvaccinated that were getting sick. But it's not like we only have Omicron because the American South didn't get vaccinated. So we'd be dealing with Omicron right now, even if everyone got vaccinated. And we'll deal with the next version, even if everybody was vaccinated. And at some point, like it, I just, I, I feel like there's this brick wall I'm hitting where I'm like, until everyone is, and that'll never happen, we need to just be more tolerant with spikes in cases so long as hospitalization and deaths aren't aren't going up. And they just, they aren't tracking right now. Like, they just aren't. Like, you're right. Maybe some of the deaths from COVID are this. But, like, we, they were, it was easy for them to tell us that all the people that were dying in the fall, excuse me, the winter and spring were Delta cases. I think it'd be pretty easy for them to tell us right now that they're Omicron cases. Like, it's on the same timeline. I'm not saying the government's trying to scare us, but, like, I'm, I'm hearing those people a little bit better as I'm seeing this reaction now. Now, the speech we played on Wednesday was way different than Boris Johnson's tidal wave of Omicron. (laughs) Right. Like... Yeah, it was much more. Uh, yeah, it was a much different speech. Yes, yeah. It, yeah, it was. It more... was concerned, but not alarmist. Right, right, very much so. I, so to the thing about if everybody had been vaccinated in the U.S., I still think we would have had a much better outcome. Perhaps we would have. Yeah, would have, you're right. Variants still would have arisen, but the consequences of those variants would have been very much less than we experienced because. Yeah, but now we're dealing with this one. Like. Sure. I don't know. let's let's talk about boosters and then I, I i i may dare ask a tough question okay uh so <clears throat> moderna released initial data showing that a third dose of its covid19 vaccine increases neutralizing antibody levels against omicron to 83 fold depending on dosage What's compared to so it, so it's an 83 percent um in comparison to non-vaxxed people or previously vaxxed Compared to non-vax, so if you only have the two doses, it's like thirty percent. What does what does fold mean? Like, I want a percentage. Eighty-three percent. That's not what that says. I know it's not what that says. It's eighty-three percent. It's eighty-three percent effective. If you only have the two, it's like thirty percent effective. Um, Which is close to placebo. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, Bill O'Reilly and 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 our. The former guy, our uh, current boosted. tech bro, <laughs> Donald Trump, have, have both received the booster shot. They got booed for it. We talked about that on Wednesday. Um, so no, it's, this is promising. This is good news. Um, the the big concern was that these vaccines would be completely ineffective against this new variant. That doesn't seem to be the case as long as you're boosted. Th- this is what Moderna says. I'd like it to see it go through some independent testing, but okay, okay. I I, I don't know, man. Like. Okay. Oh, well, okay. First of all, 
I get you. Like I, I tend to agree if, if the antibodies and the, if the vaccine response was effective before, this is very similar with mutations. Excuse me. I keep trying to fight off burps. Let me start that yeah. over. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. What did I say? Say, first of all, I get it. What did I say to start that? If the antibodies, you're trying to talk yeah, about antibodies and I think T cells. Uh, yeah. No, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. I know where I'll go. Okay. I haven't seen like an image of this virus, but I thought they said that the jacket around this was different than Delta and OG. The COVID. spike protein. The spike protein's different. I and, believe so, yeah. And the concern was the vaccine may not be as effective. So they're saying, no, the vaccine is as effective. So, okay. That's right. Well, well if you're boosted, yes. If, if you're boosted. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they can't really answer the question of why. They can just say that it does, right? Because like, I don't understand why. Like if they're saying the spike protein is different and this was all designed to, I, I'm not trying to start this podcast where we like don't believe in vaccines. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, okay. You know what? Here. So I, I think that the answer is that the, the antibodies do wear off over time as expected. So the reason you need a booster is because your antibodies are wearing off. The reason it's still effective is because the new variant is similar enough to the old one okay. that the, your your body's immune system still recognizes it and can attack it. Okay. All right. So it's not too different. The, the spikes are like rounded off spikes instead of pointy ones or something, right? I, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, not asking for specifics, yeah. but something like that, sure. right? Yeah. The analogy works. Okay. Well, take a deep breath. Alan, can you sell me on this? I'm on the fence. Mm. You know I had the J&J shot. Uh, apparently, that hasn't been good for five months. I got that seven months ago. So that only worked for two months. I went through the whole summer. I went the summer of Delta in fucking Tennessee, and I go to Broadway all the fucking time. Like, it's mm-hmm. ass to elbows there. <laughs> and nobody's masked up. Nobody's mm-hmm. masked up. They're, right. You know, it's packed spaces. I, you know, I, I spent the whole summer being like, hey, I'm vaxxed. If I get sick, it won't be that bad. But they're saying that it was ineffective after two months. All of the, almost all of Delta, I was ineffective. Why should I think that I need to do this on a version of the virus that is less deadly? And I'm, I'm going to get all my argument out at once because I know you're going to shoot this down. So, and <laughs> if Omicron, if the concern is me being part of a reservoir of people that can be a breeding ground for new variants. Mm-hmm. that's always going to exist. I, like we just covered that until everyone gets vaccinated, one's going to pop up in Seoul and then someone's going to travel to Los Angeles and you know, it's going to keep going. So like, I just, I don't really feel interested to take another shot. I, I just, frankly, I don't. And I parsed out, I wanted the Johnson and Johnson one. I like that one more now. Maybe I don't want to have all that Johnson and Johnson going around in me, but I already didn't want Moderna or Pfizer. But now I'm going to say maybe I do want Moderna or Pfizer, but for what? Something I'm not that concerned about. And again, why? So I don't spread it to other people and, you know, um, unsymptomatic spread, asymptomatic spread it. Like that's going to happen anyways. And the new variants seem to be less lethal. Can you sell me on why I need it? Or listeners, if Alan sucks at this, can you persuade me? (laughs) I'm going to try not to suck. Sucks to suck. Um, so a couple of things. So uh, everything is a trade-off. Everything is no solutions, only trade-offs. Right. So what? So right. So 
you have to weigh your risk versus your reward, right? So like, if I don't get vaccinated, what are the odds I'm going to get sick? What are the odds I'm going to get really sick? What are the odds I'm going to have to be hospitalized? What are the odds I can die? Okay. So all of those are like relatively low. My answer to every single one of those is relatively low so far. Okay. All right. So that's one side of the scale. All right. So the other side of the scale is if I get vaccinated, what are the risks to me from that vaccine? Sure. Uh, So nine people out of the, what is it? 16 million. I don't know the number off the top of my head of the millions of people who have had the J and J vaccine have died because of blood clotting issues. That is exceptionally low risk. It's even lower than the, the other side of the scale, right? Uh, Alan, it how is. many people have died of Omicron? We don't know that. But we know 800,000 people. Well, they died knew of it the when virus. it was Delta. So what, well, what we do know is 800,000 Americans have died of the, of the coronavirus generally. Yes. Of like, OG Delta, of OG and Delta. Yes. Which is still out there. Also, what major cities are getting hit right now? Ones with a lot of transportation, like subways, London and New York City. I feel like there's something there. But, all right. Well, close spaces, pe- lots public of transit, indoors, winter. Sure. So, so essentially, you're you're weighing your risks here, and mm-hmm. so yes, it's it's a. Uh, so first of all, it's a personal choice, uh, but but second of all, if you actually do the math, like it makes more sense to be vaccinated than not to be vaccinated. It just does. To the but I am vaccinated. Your, but so to get boosted, right? We 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 know the math that the the booster um, is effective in dealing with the new variant, significantly more effective than the shot that you had six months ago or however long ago it was. The second part of your point is that variants will still arise. That is true to a point. However, the more people that are vaccinated globally the less and less that happens because the less and less transmission there is. Um, so it is still in our best interest to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Well, then I'll let them have my booster. <laughs> you know what? If that, I mean, so I'm just telling you what the math says. Yeah. Like uh, that's, that's all I'm saying. And uh, for me, it's always math. Like that's, you know, evaluate your options and evaluate uh, the potential outcomes. So for me, the outcome of, the negative potential outcome for, for being vaccinated is significantly outweighed by the negative outcome, potential negative outcome of being infected. I, I know you're right. Like, I know that I have nothing to be concerned about with taking Moderna or Pfizer. Like, I really don't think I have anything to worry about it. But I also mm-hmm. feel like I already got vaccinated. Like, and I, and I'm, it, it is the, like, defiant part of me that is like, <laughs> I don't like that you're telling me to fucking do this shit again. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think that we're coming up to that. Like if I'm feeling that way and I was someone that wanted a vaccine in April of 2020, mm-hmm. then I know that most of the people these days that haven't gotten vaxxed, it's not about persuasion to them. They're not afraid of the side effects. They're butting up against being told to do something. And I think the statistics bear that out. It's, you know, something below 20%, which I mean, you've worked in retail, like, when you say about 20% of the staff is like good employees, but you still have to fucking explain to them why they have to do it. They just they say <laughs> no immediately. Like, well, this is dumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's about what I would experience. Like, I think 20% I, of us are irrationally defiant to things. I think you, I, I recall that you've described yourself as a uh, habitual line stepper. Is yeah, that accurate? Yeah, it's all, I stole that from <laughs> Richie Serjanko, who stole it from uh, Dave Chappelle. 
Rick James is a habitual line stepper. That's what the line was. <laughs> habitual line consumer. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I get that. I understand that mentality. It's it's not my mentality, although I, I do. Tend Dude, to it's barely well. mine, but like once I start entertaining it, I'm like. So here's what I think ultimately is, this is going to be is very similar to a flu shot yeah. where it's going to change every year. And we're going to have take to take a, a choice new- to take a year off then. Don't do it early on. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like people, some people say, "No, nah, I'm not going to get a flu shot this year." Like you could say, "I'm not going to get a COVID shot this year." You could. I mean, and I live so, in an area you know, where people don't I, have concern of it, so it's not like I have to worry about getting someone else around me sick. I've I've never gotten a flu shot in my entire life. Can I, I, can I don't I tell you I, a secret. Like, me too. I I'm aware that sometimes the flu kills people. I just uh, I'm like I've the, never thought I better not get the flu so I don't give it to someone who gives it to their grandma. I mean I've, now if I've hoped it, I didn't, but I you know I've never been like I better go get that shot for that. Now that that may change when I'm a little older and I'm a little bit more concerned about that. And we have a different perspective having gone through the last two years. Sure, sure. But I think that's the bottom line. Is just you have to to weigh the outcomes and determine what what you think makes sense for you. Well, I'm still on the fence about this. Me and Natasha have been talking about it. She's pretty persuasive, and when I'm done talking to her, I'm pretty convinced because I hear myself, and I'm like, well, I don't like being that guy. <laughs> uh, right. That's pretty much how I feel now. But I still like I I haven't left this conversation feeling like I need to go do it. Which when I've talked to like coworkers that never got the vaccine to begin with, that was how they sounded. They were like. You know, like, yeah, you make good points. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I should, but I'm just not gonna. I live, I live in a, an area where there's a lot of people moving around uh, from all over the world, um, all the time. Um, sort of a hub, you might say. Uh, Nashville is uh, like that, but okay. Okay. Down, okay. Downtown so, Nashville is. So I feel even more strongly that it's probably in my best interest to be as protected as possible. I haven't gotten my booster yet, but I actually, after Biden's speech, I actually looked at my vax card and realized it's been six months since I had my Dude, second shot. I know. He said <laughs> after two months, I had to think that I wasn't vaxxed for J&J, and I went through the whole summer of Delta. The summer of Delta was a fucking thing. Like, they were scaring us all summer. And I was like, nope, I'm vaxxed. Fuck yourselves. And now he's like, no, nah, it wasn't any good. Well, he's, so for the mRNAs, it's six months or so. So I was like, oh, shit, okay, I need to schedule that. No, so I I'm hear actually, you, but I'm just I'm saying do like, that this you week. live in a hub and I live in a hub. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're going to get scheduled. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I, I actually hate being more in – I hate that I'm more indecisive than I hate being controversial here. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just have an opinion on this, and I can't make up my mind, man. Well, sometimes you can't. That's, that's – you know, everything isn't binary, like I like mm. to say. Yeah. Uh, well, we should do another topic and get to the half sooner or later, huh? Yeah, I don't. I feel like this next topic is yeah, sort of. Skip it. Yeah, why don't we do this one and go to half? Okay. So the NHL will pause its season through Christmas starting tomorrow over COVID 19 concerns. So already. The, the NFL and NBA have also postponed several games. Um, also, soccer matches like in the Premier League have been canceled. Uh, the NHL announced today that they're not sending any players to the Olympics in China. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, this was supposed uh, the, to be uh, like Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby's oh, yeah. last it was a, one. It's it was, insane to me to think that Sid the Kid is too old to play hockey anymore. <laughs> We're old, man. I We're old. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely impacting uh, the sports world pretty severely. Um the the NHL basically said, "Look, we're going to use this window of time to complete games that we had to cancel because they've uh, already so, had that issue." Yeah, yeah. So because 
they were lo- they were looking at like not being able to actually finish their season with yeah. all the games that have been there's missed. only so many days on the calendar where you aren't playing you could, right where you can make up a game yeah so that's that's what they're doing so they're so. going to use this time to make up games people are going to play even though they've canceled uh-huh. i'm confused yeah. yes. so nobody's allowed to play anymore but if you're healthy enough and you have missed games you can play right now is that it N- not that nobody's allowed to play anymore they are taking a pause oh they're uh, only playing catch-up games they're taking a pause, and then during the, the what would be the Olympic break, they're going to play oh, catch-up games. Oh, I understand. The, the Olympic yeah. break is in, in February. That is so annoying. I forget it every four years. You're like, it's the only sport other than what? Basketball? Yeah, bas- it happens in basketball too, right? Where they leave to go play. Yeah. That's weird. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, but like we're trying to win a championship. Can you be in state or country? Mm-hmm. All right, man. You want to get a drink? Uh yeah, do you want a jack before half for? Are you asking for a quick little jack? I'm, I mean, I can do a quick yes. One. Um, I heard this on Brado's podcast, Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mm-hmm. It um, is Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas," which is basically what 1996, something like that. Sounds right. Is that seen by this new youngest generation the way we grew up looking at like Burl Ives? Oh wow! It's a classic. I- it's a 20 plus it's, year old classic basically it's almost a 30 year old song that would be i mean if you if we go with 1990 that would be almost 1960 that's wild yeah i guess Hurts, so right? it seems to be a theme we're old <laughs> holy shit all right man we get a drink well on that you yeah know. yeah so why don't you drink about it yes let's cheers this is the b-side of our platter sports fans I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you I'm gonna paste something into the show sheet. Okay. Right. Um, go ahead and open that link. And, uh, peruse that article as we ease ourselves back from that break. <laughs> wow. Okay. I hadn't seen this. Do you want to read the headline? Sure. Uh, Lauren Bobert's husband did jail time for lewd exposure in a bowling alley. She was there. That's quite the headline. Uh, the only notes that I so I actually don't remember all the details of this. I just knew it was funny enough to do as a JQ. It's not a JQ. It's just coming back from half. Um, <laughs> right. Can you read the second and third paragraph? It appears that might not be the only thing about Jason that Rep Bobert doesn't want the public to know. In January 2004, when Jason Bobert was 24, he was arrested for exposing himself to two young women at a Colorado bowling oh, alley. Wait, wait, Bobert, as in the senator. Or Congress? Is she the House or the? She's Senate? the House. Thank God. Uh, uh, His, of Colorado, right? Yes. His future wife, Lauren Roberts, as she was then known, who was seventeen at the time, was also present, and was told she was no longer welcome at the bowling alley. <laughs> You're no longer welcome at the bowling alley because your boyfriend keeps showing girls his dick. <laughs> Jason Bobert pled guilty to public indecency and lewd exposure after that incident, according to the New York Post, and was sentenced to four days in jail with a subsequent two two years on probation. What the fuck? Yeah, so I think he like 
Um, so, do, uh, you know, I don't have the article open. I asked you to. Do you see the part where he sort of defends himself? Or he explains himself? <laughs> it's a bullshit reason. I think it's, I, I want to say just off memory, it was something like, I've got a really big dick. No, you don't. Don't bother me. Please don't bother me, sir. Oh, yeah? I can prove it. That's essentially what he said. He said he had a tattoo on his dick. <laughs> you want to see the tattoo? Uh, you know what? Look, it's nudity rules. As long as you don't see the head, everything's fine, right? It's like nipple rules. You can't see the dark skin. <sighs> That's pretty That's wild. what he did, right? He pulled it out and he kept the head covered. That's what he said, right? I'm remembering it. Quote, I know that wasn't a thumb because thumbs aren't six inches oh, long. Oh, yeah. That was his excuse. He said, I did the thumb trick where I said, you want to see my tattoo? And he put his thumb in. First of all, compliment. Soft <laughs> yeah. six inches. That's impressive. Congrats, bro. Like a soft six? <laughs> Fuck. How have we not seen this story before? I don't know. How do we not see it through his jeans? That's <laughs> or gray sweatpants. Oh, That's hey, fucking I'm wearing gray old. sweatpants, Alan. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to ask you. To. All right. Uh, you want to get into our economy subjects? Uh, just we're oh. a serious podcast that talks about the news. Right. 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 Serious. Serious face. Yes. Let's. Uh, the Federal Reserve said it will further accelerate the tapering of its monthly asset purchases and expects to raise interest rates three times in 2022 whenever i hear tapering i always think of that george brett audio where he said he had a perfect double tapered turd (laughs) it's like it goes to a point on both ends like it comes out easy goes out easy right like i love how you always have to describe what that means every time you bring it (laughs) it's not the first time (laughs) no shit (laughs) okay you had more headline i'm sorry Oh, no. So just they're going to raise rates uh, three times or expect to in 2022 amid high inflation. So I got to buy my house soon is what you're saying. Yes, very soon. Money will stop. Essentially, the, the Fed has been buying bonds uh, as as part of their quantitative easing um, to try and, you know, make, make the economy keep going through the pandemic. Um, and so they want to start raising interest rates and they kind of can't raised interest rates while at the same time doing that um because it's kind of like they're they're playing both sides it doesn't right. make sense to do that so initially they were planning to end that like in the second the end of the second quarter of next year so that would allow them to begin increasing rates then like in the summer so instead they're going to stop in the the end of the first quarter beginning of the second quarter mm. and that will enable them to uh raise interest rates then so that's like, really not good timing for us that's like right when we're talking about buying which means there's going to be uh what motivate incentives for people to buy in that time window as well oh well. yeah so like march april is when it will oh. begin you know what it's going to go from free to barely free right yeah it's going to go like a quarter of a percent yeah which is a lot over a 30-year mortgage but yeah it is it is but um yes yeah, so try and do it as soon as possible definitely before like june would be ideal fingers crossies uh, in related news, the Bank of England already raised its benchmark interest rate a quarter percent uh, in the first post-pandemic rate hike by a major central bank. Um, meanwhile, the European Central Bank held its benchmark rate steady today. It's kind of mixed uh, messages, I, huh? Yeah, I think I think we're going to see this kind of across the board happening. Mm, I like think staggered the, raises, like they won't all go at the same time. Yeah, but generally speaking, I think most um, central banks are going to be raising rates over They're the next upwards. year. Yeah, to try and get the inflation to stop. So, 
the producer price index increased 9.6%, oh, almost nice, in November <laughs> from a year ago, the highest annual rise in wholesale prices since records started in 2010. So how's this number measured? So there's the CPI and the PPI, right? So, yeah. the, <laughs> so the CPI is consumer price index. That's what you and I pay for stuff. And so like we go to the grocery store uh. and we buy steak or we buy gas or whatever it is. The PPI is like wholesale. So like that's what the producers pay. Um, what it costs for... to be a producer. Right, exactly. Okay. So, with, you know, they're buying lumber. They're buying the components that they're going to eventually sell to you as an end product. Um, so, Oh, is it lumber or is it like? buying it's not, trees and it's, turning them into lumber yeah exactly it's okay. it's that it's buying trees and turning them into lumber well, yeah. could, it could be lumber into houses or is that consumer or that would be I consumer a number okay all right yeah so and, and consumer usually focuses more on things like food prices and energy prices um and then they this is, take out gas though right right okay yeah so so yeah this is this is definitely higher than expected although not all that much higher really? than expected yeah uh, they kind of had predicted, I think, like 9.2. But that's because they've caught on to this. Yeah, the okay. cycle here. Yeah. So I, I still think that there are a lot of external causes that are, that are creating this mm-hmm. inflation. Um, I think the Fed's doing the right thing um, by, you know, starting to raise rates. And I, I think it will cool down pretty quickly. I mean, I mean, I hope so, man. I, I, You know where I stand. I think it has more to do with the inflation and the money supply, but... What do I know? That just seems logical, doesn't it? Like, what's your argument to that? Like, it seems very logical that clearly if you put more money out there, each dollar is worth less. Like, that's... I mean, you can't. You can actually evaluate the the impact of these stimulus packages on inflation. As I said last week, there there is some that, that there's no question that it has had an impact, but it's it's not the largest impact. It's not even half okay. uh, of the reason that we have the inflation. We do, have. do you have a link to a way to look at that evaluation or? Uh, not at present, but I could find yeah. one. Yes. Yeah, just give it to me. I'll find a way to put it, I'll put it on the show Twitter or something. Okay. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I don't want to keep saying the same thing if you have something that counters it. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find it. Okay. Too. All right, cool, cool. Uh, you have to say these next two words. I can't. <laughs> Tech chunk. Tech chunk. <laughs> Is it my turn? Uh, I think so, yes. Okay. A... No, I did the PPI. PPI. Oh. A newly discovered security vulnerability in Log4j, a widely used open source library, has uh-huh. put millions of systems at risk across the internet. The flaw enables remote code execution and is used in many common apps. So, Dustin, yeah, where do you, how do you think we found out about this flaw? It, oh, it, WikiLeaks. No, damn it, Vault Seven. Fucking Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, wait, is Minecraft built off of this? Uh... So so Minecraft is built on Java, okay. and this particular piece of code is used in Java. Mm. Um, essentially, what this does is record like everything that the program is doing. It's basically a log function, and it sends that data to another computer. And what they found was... Log function means what it sounds is and creates a log? Yeah, yeah. But what they found was this vulnerability wherein they could... Uh, a remote user could access this and basically through there, there was a way that they could essentially take over the host computer that had this software running on it. And as you may or may not know, Java is like the backbone of like a shit ton of different stuff on, on your computer or different yeah. devices. Um, Minecraft just happens to be, to be run on Java. 
Um, I know this because uh, I have a 16-year-old son, and so 10 years ago, 8 years ago, I spent a lot of time like modding Minecraft for him, and you have to deal with Java to do that. Um, you can play Minecraft on consoles too, though, right? You can. So what's it run on there? It's fun. It's still it's still the same, but it's basic. not accessible because it's yeah. You have no access to uh, it there. So on a computer, you can mod it. Right, on, okay. a, on like on Xbox, you can't. Anyways, um, so Minecraft came out with a press release saying, "Hey, we need to patch our our software here because there's a vulnerability, and we recommend anybody that's running a like a Minecraft server, which you can do. You can run your own personal server." Um, where you can play with your other friends and stuff like that. Um, we recommend that anybody running a server does this too because oh, if they don't update that, they can still play, but they'll be running off of outdated. A vulnerable uh-huh. system. Okay. Yeah. And so um, prior to that, this was known. A, 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 uh, a, a computer scientist had already submitted this to like the cybersecurity people, and, and so it was known, but it wasn't publicly known. And so when this when when Minecraft came out with that press release, they're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And that's when everybody figured out, "Oh, it's, there's a huge flaw in this system." Was this always written this way, or was this the result of an update? Always written this way. No way. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> it's a really long time. Yeah, we're talking decades, right? Oh yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Wow. So yeah, so pretty interesting. I I just thought like of how all did, things, how was this discovered? Like how was did like, initially any insight into how the people that were able to exploit it learned about it? So, or is this I, like I a monkey was... in a typewriter? Is this like uh, you put uh, monkeys in a room at, with typewriters, and ten thousand years later you open the room and you have a bunch of dead monkeys? <laughs> Isn't that the uh, story? That's that's people try to counter evolution theory like that. Um, that's the blind monkeys? watchmaker. I dead think. monkeys. Uh, no, it's it's a similar thing. Okay. Um, so I, all I know is it, I believe you didn't it was give a them chi- food and they can't eat typewriters. You get it, right? <laughs> I, I get it. Okay. I think it. Was, I know it was a. I'm pretty sure it was a Chinese computer scientist that discovered it initially and submitted that there was a flaw here. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what they were doing wherein they found it. Okay. So, Can yeah. you use AI to find these vulnerabilities in software? Or I'm sure they do before they release them, right? You can you can train ai to, to find stuff like this but often they have to, it has to be a known vulnerability or type of vulnerability for it to be easily found okay okay yeah. i feel like i have more questions but i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh can i do the space one yeah so nasa's parker solar probe entered the sun's atmosphere becoming the first spacecraft to ever touch the sun as it sampled particles and mag- magnetic fields in the corona even the sun's got corona. So it didn't go into the sun. It did like an elliptical orbit around the sun. I'm sorry I talked through your laugh. I appreciate it when you laugh. Um, so it's doing an elliptical orbit around the sun, and it became so close that it technically touched the sun. Is that correct? Yeah, not the sun's surface. Yeah. It's, but it's, it, it got past a certain layer, of which we knew was there, and got closer to the sun and was able to see things that we like suspected were there, but kind of closer than we've ever been. I mean, so first of all, how fucking cool is it to be alive right now? I know I, sometimes, I know. It, sometimes it sucks, yeah. you know, uh, but yeah. we got a fucking drone on Mars and we're fucking touching the sun. Like you guys, this is kind of cool. I'm talking um, to you from Tennessee on all right. a computer and I'm looking at you and we're recording our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there's some cool shit yeah. uh, we figured out how to do is, you know. Rise of authoritarianism, not so cool, but you know, it's trade offs, sure, right? No solutions, only trade offs. 
Thomas Sowell. Thomas <laughs> there is said. that. Yeah. Uh, no, this is really cool, and it's going to keep getting closer. I think it's supposed to get. Oh, as really? Close as, so that yeah, wasn't like, it. That's cool. It's going to get as close as I think eight million miles to the sun, which might not seem that close, but it's pretty fucking close. We're ninety three, right? Yeah. That's so, crazy. I thought it was closer than that. So it's less than one tenth. It's one ninth um, uh, away. From... Well, but see, is that ninety three million from the corona or the surface? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's from the corona. Okay. So it's actually closer than that than it seems. Mm. Um, it's really fucking close, and it's going to get closer. We're going to learn a lot of cool shit. But you can actually see pictures, which is fucking wild. There's to me. a the... video. Did you see that video? I posted it, and in the background, you can actually see the Milky Way. That, yeah. Like, like it was biz- I mean it it's technology's remarkable dude like, it really is. it's pretty wild it really is uh, we got that new hel- uh, telescope launching I think next week uh, the James uh, Webb James Webb yeah they that's been years in the making man that's going to be really fucking cool they um, origamied that thing into its launch rocket or whatever dude SpaceX launched two ro- the, they they launched the Falcon Heavy or Falcon 9 Falcon 9 the heavy. heavy I think it's the heavy twice yeah. in 15 hours actually mm-hmm. Last week, Elon Musk launched the Falcon Heavy twice in 15 hours and owned Elizabeth Warren, all <laughs> while running three companies. And paid $11 billion paid in 11 taxes. Billion but but he's a that? freeloader and the worst. I get it. Isn't that something? Hate me about it. Um, uh, you want to do this last one? <laughs> this is so stupid. Okay. okay. Uh, Melania Trump is releasing an NFT that will cost one SOL each. Say soul. What's a soul? I don't know, but that's the whole point. It's on here. <laughs> She's gonna sell something that costs a soul, one soul each. What's a soul? I I I'm, own crypto. You're the crypto guy. I don't you're know supposed what the to soul know. Is man, there's too many coins. So I read a little bit about this. By the way, I haven't seen any pictures of it yet. I don't know if that's out there, but it's like a watercolor, and it's blue based on the color of her eyes, which is fucking weird. Like, isn't that weird? She's known for the colors of her eyes and those weird net uh, wet nudes that she did. <laughs> those are the two things she's most famous for right the two things as opposed to being first lady let's i think. mean okay okay i'm sorry she's known for two things she's known for being the first lady and those wet nudes that she did <laughs> and now this nft with yeah. her stunning blue eyes yeah apparently. and her apparently i was gonna describe her um hairstyle in those what? nudes change the subject i agree yeah, in let's, other let's... nudes <laughs> jesus christ i said nudes <laughs> In other nudes. You know, I wanted this to be a silly show for Christmas. And yeah. Maybe it's... Merry Christmas, Alan. What's we'll sale? Mer- Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even fucking address that. Yeah. Uh, almost spoiled Santa. Uh, no, you don't listen with your kids, right, listener? All right. <laughs> I, um, I would imagine oh, not. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that aren't real, the birds aren't real guy flipped or flapped. Flipped. It's a bird <laughs> joke. Um, all right. So, Alan, whose birds aren't real? So birds aren't real has been on the scene for a few years now. Uh, they go around the, the the founder goes around um, having these rallies saying that the birds are like government drones and they're they're not real the, things. In the 1960s, the CIA killed all the birds. Right, right. That's what he says. Okay. What are you doing? I, I, it's related to this. Pad for me. Okay. Um. So actually, <laughs> the birds aren't real. Guys had a uh, what do you call it? A protest? A rally? Uh, at the uh, Twitter headquarters in San Francisco, I want to say, birds. right, like two weeks ago, and I really wanted to go. Dustin sent it to me, so and I was like, "Fuck, that'd be." The I would get some great audio if I could go to that, and I I had to work, so I couldn't oh, make it. 
Hold but, on. All my shirts are wrinkled. Because I'm, I'm desperately looking for something important here. Do you have a Birds Aren't Real shirt? Yeah. <laughs> of course you Wait, do. Well, this is an audio podcast. Here it is, Alan. Can't you see it? Very cool. Very cool. You were an early adopter, clearly. I love the Birds Aren't Real guy. Yeah, I've had this shirt for like three years. I don't know, something like that. Um, I mean, it's been one of my favorite conspiracies as a joke. Like, you look at this guy, like all of his... So he had um, testimonial footage from a CIA guy saying mm. that, you know, how they went around killing all the birds. Um and it's obviously an actor. Like, it's not well done. It's, it's like, clearly satire, it, I think. It, it, it has... I, I feel like it's built to confuse QAnon level. Yes. Well, I think it's it's satire about that. It is. So, okay, so that's, the, so that's the history of this, is this guy was at a protest. I think he was at a location where there were, like, two counter-protests. And he just had, like, an inspiration. Started. He grabbed a sign, and he wrote, Birds aren't real. And he started mm-hmm. marching in between the protests. And then... People were filming it, and somebody came up. He didn't realize that they were filming it, and he was just like, he's he's like one of these free associators. Like he can just tell a story out of nowhere, right? Like improv shit, and right. and he's just like, yeah, birds aren't real. The CIA killed them all and replaced them with drones <laughs> so they could surveil us. That's why they sit on power lines so they can recharge. You know, it's obvious. Wake up, you know, and and like it caught on. Uh, and, but his intention was to sort of like diffuse high stress situations yeah, at protests or uh, rallies yeah. yeah and he went around doing that for a while and then it just became its own movement and right. he basically you know he he came out and said like i'm going to continue to use this message but only to try to bring attention to the fact that we're being so divisive and that like absurd things are becoming movements like QAnon, like you'd said but so you have to you have to imagine that there was some percentage of people who followed that movement who actually mm-hmm. believed it, right? Which is well, that was my favorite part. I've met people when I wear my I, so I wear that shirt in public, and like <laughs> you get people come up did. to you when you wear that, and to a T, I can't tell if those people <laughs> are serious or not. But like, if yeah. I were to meet someone with a birds aren't real shirt, I would have acted the same way to them, which tells me that we all know and we all don't want to give up the joke. Like we're You're like rolling on the joke. Yeah, but, like it doesn't okay. do any. Like it's not funny for me if I go, hey, but we know the birds are real. But like if but somebody said that, be like. Even if it's like one percent. Oh yeah, the- it's a big number, right? Yeah, it's like COVID yeah, deaths. It's like it's like Omicron deaths. Even if it's a fraction of a percent, it's a big number, right, Alan? Like 10. way to bring it back. Yeah, way to bring it back. Um. Hey, speaking of uh, vaccine deniers, Eric Clapton <laughs> won a legal case against a woman selling bootleg CDs on eBay for. Eight point four five pounds. Now I know inflation's been tricky, but that's about eleven dollars. Yeah, it's like eleven bucks. Fucking I don't asshole. even know if it's multiple CDs, like one CD, wasn't it? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it was one CD. What a dick. What a dick. Can can we agree he's the worst? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I know. I feel like there's like no. I uh, no because okay. Josh Hawley still exists. Oh, you know what? You're 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 correct, sir. Very I agree. Close, very close. I concur. Um, Old slow hand. Uh, you want to do this next one? You had something to say about this, so like I texted you about this Chinese election. And you're like, oh yeah, put it on the show. Well, it's not. So it's it's the Hong Kong election, to be clear. Uh, although China, I'm sure, would like you calling it the Chinese election. Yeah, they'd like it more if I called the Taiwan election. That's uh, yeah. Election. This this may be um, a dry run for what they intend to do with Taiwan. Um, 
So what what happened here was there was very low turnout for this election in Hong Kong, like 30% of the people um, turned out for this election. And there were reasons for that. The uh, Beijing introduced a Patriots only system to the Hong Kong election, wherein essentially they picked all like Donald Trump's OnlyFans. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds right. Yeah, Uh, where essentially they picked all of the candidates. Uh, You know, we had all of the protests in Hong Kong over the last year or so, two years, I guess, um, because of certain laws that had been enacted by the mainland um, and sort of uh, countering what had been Hong Kong's autonomy. Um, And so China, you know, just doubled down on that and basically didn't allow any opposition candidates to run uh, only candidates that they, you know, pushed forward. They did allow some of the industrial or business um, interests in Hong Kong to, to put some candidates forward, but that was essentially it. Uh, and so the people were just like, fuck it. I'm not going to even participate. I fucking love um, it. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, but the result is you get the government that you participate in is your argument. But like it, well, they weren't no, going to get what they no, wanted that... anyways. So they Actually, got that's... to tell... Like, we're talking about this because uh-huh. they did that. Yeah, so my argument would be... If they got, if be... they got 50%, they would be like, oh, it's normal turnout, you know? I'm, my argument wouldn't be that they should vote anyways. Uh my argument is that China sucks, I guess, <laughs> more, more broadly. Uh, and this, you know, we can see them. Is that much different? The powers that be in our country said, hey, Klobuchar, um, gay mayor, I don't, I'm just blanking on Buttigieg. his name. Buttigieg. Um, who are the other, uh, not Kamala, you, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. All you, can we collude and just like, against Bernie really and they said okay Bernie I guess you know are you going to are you going to fight or are you going to recognize the writing on the wall and two elections in a row strong arm the popular alternative because we have a two party system I get it I mean there's other factors at play but like is it that much different yeah I, I feel the same way at the end that's why I don't vote I'm like well no, nothing it's a I lot care about different. It. all right it's a lot like we still have primaries that that matter Alan like, the, the, who controls the pi- primaries well, of course, the RNC, the DNC. Okay. But, but oh, well, the, we have debates. Who controls the debates? <laughs> it's not the same at all. I mean, at are, all. Are you really? Are you? Are you really comparing? I think our... the outcomes are not much different. Yeah, and I think that I'm. I'm very impressed with their um, fortitude to to not partake. Yeah, I've felt this way for years now, man. Like I, that's only like when you make these persuasive arguments for me to vote, I go, but why? Like they manipulate what my options are. Like, what's the di- what's the difference? They manipulated their options. At the end of the day, you got two choices that you don't want to make between. I didn't want Joe Biden to be president. <laughs> There's a one of my favorite movies is uh, SLC Punk. Have Me you ever too. seen yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. That Dallas so... guy was crazy, right? Is that his name? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, with sounds the gun. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the end, the uh, like the main character, I guess, protagonist. He has this speech or sort of like this um, come to Jesus moment. That's not quite right. But where he he decides that even though he had fought so much against the system, that the the most impact that he could possibly have was within the system. Um, and I, I don't know why. I guess that comes to mind here. 
I, I don't think that we're communist China at all. I, I, I don't. I think that we have a lot more power uh, than a citizen in Hong Kong does right now. Um, yes, there are. Flaws. What happens if you vocalize it? What happens if you get information about why you feel like your uh, opinions are stifled and you try to disseminate that on an open website? You get put You're in saying- prison. Julian Assange. Oh, I see. Like, I don't see much difference, man. Like, I think that's an extreme case. I, you know what? You're right. It's I mean, we're doing this. It's fair to say. It's fair to say. We're I doing this. Yeah. That's something. This wouldn't happen there. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but what does that give you? All that, all this does is motivate extremists. You think so? Me and you, no, but the ability to do so does. <laughs> okay. But it also does other things. Right. That Obviously, when I say that, I mean like, Okay, all it does isn't motivate extremists. Um, the, like the th- that's what China would say though is that the drawback to what you're doing in America is the extremists get amplified. Of course, that's what they would say. I'm not making China's argument. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You are though. I know I did, but I think I just kept <laughs> arguing against you until I made a point. That's like what the U.S. did in uh, the Middle East. They're like, well, we hate Al Qaeda. Well, we hate um, ISIS. Well, when we hate ISIS, we like Al Qaeda. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got me there, Alan. I'll listen back on that and edit and see where you uh, uh, duck season, rabbit seasoned me. <laughs> okay. I think that's all of our other news, isn't it? Yeah, to, to be it... clear, I don't think that that's the only um, difference. Like, I, I, I agree. Like, obviously, we're more okay. free than people in China. Oh. But, like, I think the results that we get at the end of the day are pretty similar. Hmm. And I disagree. Do you want to talk about Game of Thrones, though? Uh, yeah. So really quickly, Game of Thrones canceled their prequel. I know we were all excited about that because of how well that last two seasons went. Uh, <laughs> the funny part was they spent $30 million on it. The real funny $30 part million about million I know, but the really funny part about that is you subscribed to HBO. So that was your... This is like when I complain about taxes and things being improperly spent. It's like, hey, man, I gave you a lot of money so that you can make these things, not like fuck around on a prequel that none of us wanted. All right. Um, the real story I wanted to tell you is this one. Go ahead and click on the link. Okay. And you tell me it's your turn to read one. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren has tested positive for COVID-19. The good news the, is she's only one 1,024th positive. The, the Massachusetts Democrat that tweeted American she's vaccinated. Joke. That was a Native American joke has received her booster shot and is experiencing Remember when she challenged Trump that she was going to get the money he promised her if she got tested and proved she was Native American and she was like, boom, 1,124th, suck my dick. And he's like, "Mm." and then the rest of us were like, Elizabeth. Yeah, and then he called her Pocahontas. And then she ran for president after embarrassing herself in front of the room like that. Actually, why do we listen to her? That's the whole point. It's like she was so like foolish to get baited by him and then release the results. She could have been like, Oh wow. I'm really not native American. <laughs> nope. One, 1,024th. Plus I identify it. Suck it. <laughs> like that, that, that to me was like an instant dequalification. I was like, you can't run anything. Like you're a, like you're like, it's, it's plain as day. Like what you need to do here is just, just pretend like that never happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, everybody's one 1024 <laughs> right like, like, it'd be really hard not i'm probably more african than that yeah like yeah definitely <laughs> i mean i don't know that but i know i have italian in me and i don't have to explain the moors well maybe i do but i don't want to sure 
Uh, Should oh, we get into media? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Did, is it oh, because I got racial, not racist? No, right? no. Did you have one more thing to do, or uh, no? That... Just the one one thousand twenty fourth joke. I'm so proud oh, okay. of that. that you're, you're waiting for that moment yeah, to I'll get show. that. Yeah. Well, not as much as I'm waiting for Teddy time. I can't wait for Teddy time. Oh, I I forget about Teddy yeah. time sometimes. It's okay. There. So media. So I watched The Alpinist. Have you seen this? No. Oh, I wanted to. That's the one about the guy climbing fourteeners, right? Yeah. Okay. Mark so what's Leclerc. the deal here? What's the deal, Wade? What's the deal? It's my deal, uh, Wade. <laughs> Finder's fee. So it's this. So this guy, Mark Leclerc, a young kid, sort of just grew up in 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 uh, British Columbia, Canada. And did he grow up alpine climbing? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Squalamish? Is that? Uh, 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 I think God it's Squalamish. It. No, squa- like... squa- God. Snow Qualamish. Not whatever it is. Fucking, he grew up there. Uh, so there was a huge climbing community there, and so he grew up in, in, into that. Um, and this guy was just—I don't even know how to describe him. So I grew up watching Warren Miller movies. Yeah, the snowboarding guy. Yeah, yeah, skiing, snowboarding, and I think I've talked about that on the show before. But I think what he really like understood was people who were obsessed with a thing. And like that, that was all they cared about, and how they just the thing, as in like whatever the thing is for them, or like snowboarding, yeah, uh-huh. whether it's yeah. snowboarding or skiing yeah. or a sport, right? Yeah, and, and they're just, just like obs- like drilling in on the art of it and like displaying, yeah, it, right? okay, and how obsessed they were, and that they're willing to sacrifice everything, yeah, like sleep in a fucking you know uh, live in a van, back- eat eat, yeah. like, like so climbers were like that. They go into the dumpster and just eat all the food from there. You don't have to worry <laughs> about buying food. Because it's yes. a tourist spot, so go get all the food, people. You'd be amazed how much food's left on a plate. So this guy, I think, is a is definitely an example of somebody who is just obsessed with that sport. Um, and man, he just did some amazing things. Really interesting, really interesting character. I really wanted I mean, to watch this. This is on Netflix, right? It is. It is. It's very good. It's very good. I, I so is he trying to do it. all the fourteeners in a year? It's, you know what? I'll let you watch it. Really? Is that a secret? That why is that a secret? No, it's not. So, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, he does some amazing stuff, okay. like no doubt. And he does. So he's what's solo his objective climbs. though? He solo climbs without a rope, and he hits like everything that's fucking hard, like super fast. And he doesn't even care that there's not a camera to watch him do it. I he see. just does it because he wants to do it. I see. Uh, he's not trying to be famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, that reminds me a lot of my climbing buddy James. It's just, yeah, he's got like a motor just, in him. Like, yeah. Once James found out it was into climbing and wanted to get into it more, like he was like, "Cool, man. Uh, hey, you know, I go to school the same school you go to, but I live a lot further south. So, like, sometimes I have late classes. Could I stay at your place?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course." And eventually, I gave him a key. And then finally, once I told him I wanted to get into climbing, he was like, "Cool, we'll go climbing tomorrow morning." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." Forgot he had a key. Came into my house blared the music as loud as he could to get me out of bed because there's no way I'm getting up at like five in the morning to drive up to the coast and climb, you know, these 30-foot rocks right. as many times as we could. But, like, to James, that's totally normal. Like, right. That's just, like, that's, yeah. that's, that's how being you do alive. That. That's, well, that's what you do for a friend. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Anyways, it's excellent. I really I highly recommend it. it. I, I was looking forward it's, to seeing it, so it's good yeah. to hear you got a good review on it. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, do you watch something else? Yes. So I watched Station Eleven on HBO. Is that new? Yeah. Uh, so they're they're doing that HBO thing where they release like one episode a week, which is annoying. Oh, this is a new used... series. Yeah. Oh, I need something like this. I've been bored. 
I've been watching so old Spider-Mans. <laughs> so there are three episodes in. It is, uh, you might think it was written in 2020, 2019, because mm-hmm. it's very, it's about like a global pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, although a far more deadly one. Um, like Omicron? No, no, not at all. Like like, like 99% people die. Oh, that's bad. Kinda. Wait, okay, yeah. so Station Eleven. Station Eleven. It's actually based on a book written like in like five, maybe six years ago. Okay. So before all of this, but it just seems very relevant. Um, in the I like time it. of Zika. <laughs> I like it. It's very so. It does that thing where it like jumps between time. Oh, I like when, that. That's all the new storytelling. Yeah. And sometimes it's very jarring, and sometimes it's kind of hard to remember. Like, wait, what timeline am I on right now? Uh, but the story is worth it. There are parts of the story I like better than other parts. I, I really like the sort of the when it goes back to when the pandemic's sort of happening. That story I find more interesting. It seems like there's sort of a um, uh, some sort of evil thing that's happening that you don't really know what it is yet so far. Okay. I think it's like 12 episodes in. Uh, How many total. episodes do you have? There's only three right now. Okay. No, that's why I haven't um, heard much yet, I guess, huh? Everybody's too yeah, busy so, talking about succession. Remember the uh, the actor from Tenet, what we were talking about earlier? Yeah. So he's in it. The, uh, that was before the show. Yeah, the the driver in Inception. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Himesh. I don't know. It's just I'm, Consonants and letters, Alan. Himesh Patel. Consonants and vowels. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is really good, and he's uh, I love every scene he's in. Yeah, he's, I like him as an actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a good actor. Anyways, so yeah, there are parts of the show I I, I don't like the, the jarring stuff about the timeline shifting, but overall, I think it's a good story, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Hey, so, is it I, that guy's eyes? I think partially. I think he's just he seems very. There's I, a lot going on behind his like behind his face in in scenes. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. He's so first of all, he seems very comfortable on screen. Oh but yeah. Also, yeah. like he just he can convey emotion without saying things yeah which is yeah a special skill yeah 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 it's so, almost like um subliminal right yeah 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 definitely uh i watched are you done sorry yeah okay. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm <done. laughs> that was rude are you done i watched um uh, so i've been paying for hulu but not logging into it for some reason i can't explain natasha can't she'll yell at me when she listens to this um <laughs> we finally got around to only murders in the building okay do you have hulu no, do you? Know? I had it once, and I just fucking. Like, I hate never the interface. Uh, I, they've yeah. gotten a little bit better on the interface, and you know what they don't do when you're scrolling for something to watch? They don't just rudely show Start some random stuff. scene in the middle of it loudly. Yeah, I fucking, yeah. Like I leave Netflix when they do. I've said that before. Um, the, <laughs> the so uh, only murders. It's about some podcast fans. Oh, that uh, of uh, basically of serial that find out about a murder and they try to solve that murder. Okay. And then they create their own podcast. Sounds like some Heather Hartwell shit. It's been really fucking weird, man. It does sound yeah. like some Heather Hartwell shit. Only two people. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Taylor's going to get that. That's it. Um, they have a line in that called where he says, embrace the mess. And I was like, when I thought of that, I was like, well, that's what we do. Like, we just make like an outline and then we talk. And then like the funny stuff comes from leaning into the yeah. mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we watched, we watched all of that. We watched the whole series, actually. I almost ruined. Um, I predicted the ending. I'm very proud of myself. I don't normally do this. Nice. Uh, that's not all. We also, well, I said we watched the Spider-Man. We watched the um, Spider-Man 
The Amazing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Is that what it's called? The second? Yeah, I think so. One? Did you watch the animated one? Yeah, Into the Spider- Spider-Verse. Spider-Man-verse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did Natasha, did she like it? Yeah, she said they were pretty good. I mean, they were like mid-20-teens action movies, you know? Mm-hmm. like. Are you going to watch the new one this week? So that's the plan, is we want to watch the new one as soon as possible to avoid spoilers for it. Um, I, I, So that... None of these are on Disney Plus. None of the new ones are on Disney Plus because it's that whole Sony bullshit. So oh, yeah. they get the best of both worlds. You got to buy all of them. Um, the first ones were cheap, but I got a feeling these um, uh, good ones are going to cost more money. <laughs> but whatever. You know what? I thought about that. It was like we had no problem in 1992 going to the, with 1992 money, going to Blockbuster mm. Video out of your way and giving them $2.99 to have a movie for two days. It was like $2.99 for the new releases, wasn't it? Sounds right, yeah. Dude, I, I think that's what I pay for these. And so right. like worth it. Well, because I don't forget to take it back and then <laughs> and then have <laughs> you don't to have to rewind it. Have to get told that you have to pay sixty dollars since you didn't find yeah. the tape anymore. And then you have to use your girlfriend's uh, blockbuster account. account. <laughs> and then you gotta give her the videos because she knows you won't take them back. Oh, you know. Wow. We all know what that's like. I'm I'm guessing there's some segment of our audience that has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> They're like Blockbuster. You mean those uh, newspaper stands that people stencil over and put free videos in? Yeah, exactly. Well, are you ready for Teddy time? It's Teddy time. All right. Let's so I got go. three quotes in here already. All I have to do for you is to unveil the uh, unhighlighted names to listeners that don't know. Teddy time is three quotes, two of which are. What do we call him? Philosopher and media critic Noam Chomsky. Right. And I, the I, other one is is it austere? Is that the word? Uh, what austere? What is it? What's the austere. word? Austere. Austere. Is that the one they used when the um, like head of the Taliban was or head of ISIS was killed? They're like austere cleric murdered <laughs> by state. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Austere writer Ted Kaczynski. You know what I was thinking about this before I get into the quotes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe this game says more about Noam Chomsky than it does about <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. I, I don't know. Anybody checked on that guy? A like big percentage of the population just does not like Noam Chomsky <laughs> for exactly the reasons you're implying. <laughs> okay, so let's begin. Okay. Uh, quote one. Technology is usually fairly neutral. It's like a hammer, which can be used to build a house or to destroy someone's home. The hammer doesn't care. It is almost always up to us to determine whether the technology is good or bad. Okay. Quote two, a theme that appears repeatedly in the writings of the social critics of the second half of the 20th century is the sense of purpose, purposelessness that afflicts many people in modern society. Okay. Quote three, there is little doubt that a significant part of any serious solution will require advances of technology, but that can only be part of the solution. Other major changes are necessary. Okay. I actually don't remember which one's said. So I, I, the first one seems somewhat ambivalent towards technology, and I don't think he was. That's a fair so, critique. Having so forgotten I'm, which one's which, I, thought, I think that's a great way of analyzing this. So I'm going to rule that one out. There's a little doubt. I'm going to go with the middle one, only because the same reason almost. The set, the last one seems like he's saying that What's the progress last one? will There's require. 
advances of technology. I just don't see him saying that. I'm going to go with the theme that appears repeatedly in the writings of the social critics of the second half of the 20th century is a sense of purposelessness that affects many people in modern society. Let's reveal who it is here, Alan. Oh. TK. Wait, I did it! You got it! Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yeah. Alan ends his two-week drought and finally finds the Ted Kaczynski and the Chomsky pot. Oh, hell yeah. That feels uh, good, man. It feels like I just won a fucking championship. <laughs> I'll send you a prize, Alan. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, bud. Ah, yeah. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah. All right, so I have a, a an end quote. This is from a, a writer, E.E. E. Cummings, a poet, more than a writer. Um, who's you a have your E's are capitalized. That's incorrect. I know. He, well, dude, have you read his stuff? Capitalization's all over the fucking place. Yeah, but the, his E's are lowercase, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Okay. They are. Well, you capitalized them. I, I pulled this from some someplace, and oh. it was already cap. I didn't fix it. All right, so this Famous is Famous for his E's. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle, which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. I thought that was cool. I like that. So it's almost, it starts off sounding sort of depressing and then it's reminding you that, no, this is the hardest battle, but any human being can do this because it's what being a human is. Is that, am I hearing that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's saying that's important and that's that's valuable. I like that a lot, man. Yeah, that was a good quote. Do we just go at that? Do we normally <laughs> do things? I think we. Uh, did, I didn't offend you, did I? Well, no, I'm not upset with you. I think no we offense. argued earlier, though. Was yeah, we argued a lot on that mansion stuff, and no, <laughs> we did we argued about whether I should get vaxxed or not? That too. It was fun, though. It was fun. This was a good one. Yeah, uh, you none drive, taken. Yeah, drives. Oh, none. No offense. <laughs> Not taken. This might be the first time it's been genuinely <laughs> poorly done. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? I come without explanations or solutions. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.